the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of Eye on Real Estate, sponsored by Hempleaf. We won't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I'm so excited and thrilled. As I told you, I am thrilled to have Ed Niles, a Malibu-based architect who designed Johnny Carson's Point Doom Home, and I am just thrilled, Ed. I'm so glad to have you, and thank you for doing this. We all know Johnny Carson, unless you're young. Maybe you might not, but other than that, he was an icon, and I'm so anxious to find out, first of all, how did you get to know him? How did you get in the business? How did you start your career? Like, I want to know a little about you first. First, well, let me say that uh, I agree with you about him being an icon. No question about it. In my world, he's an icon. But I think that uh, from my perspective, um, went to the University of Southern California, um, became a uh, associate professor of architecture there and design for 30 years. Um, I'm a fellow of the American Institute of Architects for Design. I've had a practice in Malibu for just about 52 years and uh, have seen everybody come, <laughs> come through the <laughs> dilemma, <laughs> the dilemma of living on the coast here and the uh, restrictions that wonderful California has about everything. But, uh, <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, I, I met Johnny. Uh, very interesting. The house was designed for a individual, uh, the Schmidt family, originally, and uh, Johnny came into the picture right at the end. Uh, he was looking for a home. I was on the site. He showed up. Um, of course, I recognized him naturally. He didn't have anybody with him either. He had a real estate agent of sorts, but he didn't have anybody with him. This is going back to nineteen. 19- approximately 84, 85, wow. 86, right in there. He came to me. We talked extensively. In fact, we talked for about four and a half hours that day. We sat down, and he was buying the house uh, that following Tuesday, and this was a Friday, would you believe? And wow. uh, But there are many things. There are many things that naturally he wanted that were personal to him. This uh, So that, that really is what started the relationship. He had seen my work before and some of the things that I'd done in Malibu. All my work is, we might say, very contemporary. It takes advantage of everything on the sites the, and in a way wraps itself around the people I deal with. It's a very personal type of practice. And I've been very, in my mind, very successful over the years meeting uh, the, 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 the types that Johnny Carson represents 
who are not only creative people, but are also people that uh, find themselves and have the security in being able to discuss ideas and be able to follow through. And it's not just an economic thing. It definitely was the kind of people that have traveled well. Uh, language is not a problem. I've done work with people that have backgrounds that speak Spanish and speak uh, Russian. But in any case, his situation was was very unique because not only was he buying the house, we were, I put him in place to buy the property, which was three acres adjacent to the property across the street, as it were. Did not have a view of the ocean, but that's where the famous tennis court, uh, I call it the museum, went in, guest houses and such. And so that spanned over a period of about five, six years of working with him. I met him just about every day of the week. He traveled with me um, out to see uh, items like stone, metal, materials that I was specifying and was very involved which I, I enjoyed tremendously, not only uh, not only from his perspective and his ideas, but just from the standpoint he would take that time to do that with me, given the world he was living in. But uh, and so the, the relationship went on uh, well beyond that, actually, for other reasons. He was buying a boat. I'm a sailor. Over the years, he was calling me. He wanted to buy one. He'd gone up with his wife. At that time, when I first met him, of course, he was not married. And then he married at about two and a half to three years later into the project. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. But I think that if the question is what kind of a human being he was, yes, I think yes. basically, basically from my perspective now, not only was he a person that you could have confidence in, that is, you know how many people I meet and you meet, where you're really not sure of them in the sense of their actions, what they might do, will they follow through on what they say? Um, and in his case, every bit of that was was uh, every bit of that question was resolved quickly. And the main thing about him was that we discussed ideas, which always amazed me. Most clients, I have to illustrate tremendously ideas, either with models, drawings, or such. But he had such a historical reference, or let's say a reference to what he has seen and experienced throughout the world. Uh, obviously, he traveled extensively. And so we're able to talk about Rome. We're able to talk about Paris. We're able to talk about all these places and get into a discussion about the nature, how these things are organized, and why it's such. But the one thing that really amazed me about was that I've done a lot of work in nature, that is, working with the landscape, working with the site, working with the hills. And this house, the design of the house initially was to was to introduce nature into the structure. And the word nature is obviously, is only can be defined by what it actually is. In this case, it is the views of the Pacific. Uh, we're on a bluff. And also the introduction of the specific types of trees from the site itself marching through the house, and are li they live in the house. And so the living room spaces, this roof is, is such a design that it allows the south sun to come in and permeate the trees. And in the house you're living there, you're, you're sitting on a sofa, and there's this great arc of these ficus trees, they're called, in there. Very few leaves, by the way, everybody asked me about the leaves and i said so what <laughs> you know <laughs> but anyway anyway but the nature of it was that you 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 were part of this and uh so the seating height was quite high to absorb the the, the, the geometry of the trees 
and there were three of them, and then that moved over to other spaces that, look, the house itself is an equal lateral triangle, and I'm noted for doing um, very geometric in all my work, And but the site itself is actually a point, and uh, so that triangle, that the geometric triangle just fit right in it, so wherever you were, you were capturing views of the sea, views of the distant mountains, which are behind us, by the way. And, and that's what it's all that, about. Really, I mean, location, location, location. location. (laughs) Well, from a real estate thing, it's 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 very hard to beat. From that argument, from the location, location. But each of that has a definition for for some people. Other people are not very strong. With him, it was quite strong. It really was. And uh, so there were things that were done landscaping from a landscape perspective. And so the tennis court itself, though, is unique. And yeah, tell so us about that. Yeah. I read about well, that tennis court. Tell us yeah, about it. The tennis that. court was sunken. Number one, it was sunken below the natural grade, about 12 feet. So the idea was that there were no fences around it. You weren't battling, uh, uh, you weren't battling the traditional 12 to 16 foot high fence. You weren't isolated or contained within a small amount of hours. The tennis court itself was, the length was the professional length and the site was about 200 feet long and about 100 feet wide. The wow. normal court is 60 feet wide and 120 feet long. So it was a series of terraces of gardens coming down to the court. And the great part about it was that he was on that court just about every day. I'd come when we were building the adjacent observation pavilion uh, and also guest, two guest rooms, observation pavilion, and a museum in the middle, as I call it, that contained a lot of his memorabilia, and that in itself was that was an education. He had photographs in there, sculptures, pictures, obviously of things he'd done, people he'd met, and that in itself was an education in itself. And then the uh, uh, main thing about it too was the fact that if you if you were there, his friends were there. They did come by often when we were working. Uh, you could sit up there in the observation area, watch the tennis game going on. And uh, uh, certainly about some words that were expressed by people not doing well. And uh, that really echoed in that area. Uh, so it was, uh, I'm standing there and uh, uh, it, all kinds of people come through. I don't know half of them. And yet they're obviously very friendly. And he stops the game, walks up, they talk, and then they sit down and watch the game for a while. And so it was a, a cycle of life that was uh, very interesting for that five years that I was involved. And just for, himself, our, yeah, yeah, go on. just for our listeners, that house, I believe, sold in 2019 for $40 million. Yeah, it sold for that at that point. Uh, in today's world, it probably sold for about 20% more than that, the way it's been happening out here, but that's everywhere. Yeah. It, it, the, um, it is not just the house itself. It was the whole, I uh, use the word compound in this case. It was a whole compound of experiences that if you if you left the house, you had the choice to go walking through this other part, which is three acres of trees, gardens, tennis courts, all that. So there's this whole uh, village of structures that that was part of the composition there of the house. So it was really worth it. The so people that sounds- own it now go on. No, no, you can finish. But it just sounds like you really over the years must have had a really good relationship and got to know him as more than just his architect. That's right. That's right. And I was, to, to somebody asked me, 
quite a few people have asked me my relationship with him. I've dealt, I've avoided many people in Hollywood. In fact, all until I got to him. I say Hollywood. I'm talking about the biz, um, and because they, you never dealt with them as an individual or a human being. You dealt with their entourage. Uh, there, there's a, a sense in Hollywood that if somebody calls you up, you know, you you want to talk to them. I'm an architect. I'm a person like a doctor. I want to deal with them. I want to see how who they are emotionally, where we're going, because uh, because the design is an art form, just like anything else, and it just has to begin to be not only a reflection of the of the of the person you're dealing with, but it's a reflection of of that person's life and where they're going. More importantly, than where they've been. Most people want to design where they've been, but I find that and then here comes Johnny, and Johnny is. Like he said, here, here comes, comes Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> that was his line, right? <laughs> you got it. Anyway, so it, it was. Here's this guy who comes in, and you know it's him. It isn't. It isn't four people up ahead of him. It isn't have a, a secretary standing there or some guy that's supposed to be putting putting things in front of his face. No, he's there. He walks up. He comes up. He calls me on the phone. Calls my wife. Talks to her. Hey, you know, is Ed going to be out there? I want to. You know, what I'm saying is, uh, what, what can you say except? that uh he did not let the he did not let anything get in his way from being a human being a very wow. personal could not never heard a bad word in his mouth and i'm you know i'm in the construction industry too so, <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> i get it but let me and, say uh, this you could have capitalized tremendously on the fact that someone who does Johnny Carson's house, like, okay, like a million people would want you. You never pursued that as far as going after movie stars when you could have yeah. really done that. Why not? Well, they, they, yeah, that's true. And, and the reason is exactly it. The experiences I had, and I won't mention the names, but the experiences I had were really in a way insulting. Uh, they had reached the pinnacle of their life uh, because of what they'd accomplished in either the movie industry or on a stage to a point. Uh, I mean, if George Gershwin walked in and said to me, I want you to do a house, I'd fall on the floor, okay? Uh, because these are people that I have a tremendous respect for, not only for what they've done and what they did, but it's just the nature of the way they approach things. And most of these people, I have obviously, I started to deal with them maybe about 12 to 14 in my life. And uh, it is, uh, they, they just don't want to focus uh, because they, other people are telling them what to do. And I can understand that. It's not a criticism, of course. It's just that I can understand it. So whenever you see these houses sold and, they, and the name of the actor or individuals applied to the house, they usually haven't created the architecture. It simply is their bodies were there at one time. They so have their entourage. Their entourage That's probably right. you, you meet with them more than, and you're saying that he well, was yeah. very involved in every aspect of that home that yeah. he was going to live. No, no one else, uh, no one else was involved. I wasn't uh, going to uh, some other individual to ask what Johnny thinks. Okay, Johnny thinks for himself, and that that to me was or to the other criteria to me was unbelievable. Uh, I deal with people that do their own thinking, whether I like it or not, we argue it out, but they do their own thinking and uh, they're individualist uh, because of that. And that puts them aside from what, what any creative person wants. They want, they want to, they want to work off of, I, I have the, I have a background in working off of the 
humanity of my client. And uh, so I've got a lot of a lot of wild stuff that's been created. And uh, so I'm happy I'm with sure. that. I'm sure. So, so outside of uh, Malibu, where else have you designed and built? Well, I've designed mostly around the United States. I've done a big home in Florida for the, uh, I won't mention names again, but big house in Florida on the intercoastal. Uh, incredible place in the sense that it's, it takes advantage of all the, the, uh, the intercoastal shipping boats going by, all part of that type of thing. The house has a big art studio in it and a big areas for entertainment. So that's about as far to the east as I've gone. Then I've done work in Arizona. I've done work in, in uh, other, other work in, in California, in the mountains uh, down. But most of the work is done in the Los Angeles area, Beverly Hills. I just completed a home in Beverly Hills. I just completed a home in, uh, in fact, the only, <laughs> you're gonna, I'm going to bring this up to you and uh, the other, the other, uh, you talk about these showbiz people. I did a home. It was a big giant cylinder of glass. And in fact, it was called a salad bowl. It was completed about four years ago. And, uh, the owner that bought it, uh, finally bought it, uh, cause we sat on the market for a while cause uh, Beverly Hills was creating all kinds of issues, but we finally done it. The person that bought it decided he, he wasn't going to move right away. So he decided to, to rent it and none other than Justin Bieber comes in with his crew and his crowd. They take over the house and naturally <laughs> they, they caught it. <laughs> so there's another example. <laughs> it isn't that I don't like his movie, music. It isn't bad, but uh, it was just an absolute riot. I had people calling me from the house going, how do we open the garage door? How do we turn on the water heater? <laughs> it, it was just something else. I have to tell so, you. And so obviously, I you can you can hear your passion for what you do, and you mm-hmm. can have anybody, but you're selective on who you pick. In other words, you work with clients that you feel are forward thinking and that you like. Correct. I mean, you well, don't because you, yeah, you could have anybody. I, 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 I mean, you could have anybody. Yeah, I don't. That's right. I don't. I don't measure my client by any of the traditional rules of, of we might say, uh, do they belong to my club? No, because I don't belong to a club, so I don't know what they're talking about. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is, they've got, if they've got a brain and they've got, I, I, like, I like opinions. You know, I, I, it's a sense that it's like you. I like opinions. I, li- I like them to say, hey, look, you know, I don't, I don't like that. That's a piece of you know what. And I say, fine, let's, what, why? Why is it that way? Let's talk about it. And, you know, so there's a whole, and um, maybe, you know, maybe it's because I'm Jewish. I don't know. <laughs> but I grew up in a family where you didn't say anything unless it was questioned. <laughs> so, well, I think that's great because I'm like that. But I also think that says a lot about you. I mean, you said that he's a forward thinker. You're a forward thinker. And you like people who are going to give input. You don't want some puppets that just, because a lot of these famous right. people just say, you know, they have their guys go in. They don't really have much to do with it even. And to I'm me, a home you're, you're... is so, I'm a tourist. And, you know, tourist sign is home. When I do a home, it has to be me. I want to feel, because, you know, my whole world is so chaotic. When right. I get in, I want to feel that home is everything mm-hmm. that I love. And it seems like well, that's it what he be. had. Yeah, it should be. And it not only should be today, it should be 
as you move through life. And that's, I mean, I have clients that have my homes for 40, 50 years. I've got a client, I mean, in Malibu here, i got one that's 47 years in the home. So you, you see, it, and the home changes over time. It's like a living object. It's not a static thing. It just isn't there. Uh, so it, it's uh, quite unusual um, uh, life. And uh, so it's just the way, the way one thinks of it. I think of architecture, and I said it before, it's an art. It's an art form. And that's where people don't see it. They think you're a drafting service or something. But it's an art form. It's, it's definitely an art form. And uh, um, it's, you, you meet wonderful people who, who really are, are, are interested in dealing and thinking about where they're going and what it is and, and what, why they're doing what they're doing. I mean, you, you know the damn cost of these places today is unbelievable. Huh? And, and not just because I'm designing it. They just are. I don't care if it's a track house. It's gotten to be completely out of control, at least in California, I can tell you that. No, it's like that in New York, and I mean, Florida's gotten crazy. I mean, it's, it, it's, but it is, so, you know, to me, I, mm-hmm. no matter where it is that you live, your home is your safe, it's like your safe home. You know, it's like when you go away and then all of a sudden you say, oh, I'm home, and I'm so glad to be home. That's your safe yes, space. That's where you, and so I, I and 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 I think that you know you're one of the greatest. And so you know, Thank did you. you ever think, or did you ever write a book, or would you ever think of doing that? Yeah, there's been a lot of things published on me. There's a book that was published uh, about ten years ago, which a lot of my work at that time, and uh, it um, it uh, my my poor wife, I think, bought every one of them. <laughs> no it's called it's my name on it's called free expression expression house design by edward niles and it was a totally published book and sold out extremely fast by a fellow named michael webb it was the writer and very good friend and uh and that's the last time i did that but i've had a tremendous amount of work published amazingly enough not not all of it in the united states in japan russia france italy yeah, South America, because they they have a different sense. I, I you know I didn't realize that before, but they have a different sense about things, and uh, I can't. It's hard to explain. Uh, they put art ahead of a lot of their own, you might say, personal conveniences. Okay, really? and uh, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting, especially the Japanese. A tremendous number of publications, nearly eighteen publications out of Japan on my work, and. Uh, and so it 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 is, and it's just the old argument again about how you see things and where you think you're going. Americans are very impressed with what other people have. The Japanese are very impressed, in my interpretation, of course, very impressed that their own personal expression is is there, not the expression of what they think is acceptable to others. And I so that opens so the door important. to a lot of yeah. And that's not just true of them. It's especially true of uh, uh, people out of South America, uh, out of Chile, everything else that published a lot of my work. They just, you know, and and I see it happening also today. I see it happening in the arts, everything else. So and, you, you, you obviously, besides for being an icon yourself, you are so passionate. Are you just as passionate as you were when you started out, like now? Oh yeah, I got kicked out of college. I got kicked out of college. We were married. We got married. I got arguing my professors constantly, and 
they could never, they just could not understand it. You know, we want you to do this because this is what they do. And I said, no, no, I, I see this here. I see this. I see that. You know, no, I am that, but I'm not alone in that. And it's, it's, it's I love you for that. I love your kind of person. We're coming to an end. I hope you'll come back again. It was such a pleasure okay. and an honor to have you on the show. Have okay. a great well, weekend, and thanks so much for being on our show. Thank you. Thank you. And everybody, we love you. We'll be back next week. Have a great week. Safe, healthy, and a little fun. Portions of Eye on Real Estate, sponsored by Hempleaf. We won't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.